0: This is Rhema for Today.
1: Of all the statements that Jesus made about faith, you can read them in the four Gospels, this is the only hindrance that he ever mentioned. So therefore, this one must be of primary importance. Must this is the only one that he ever mentioned. I tell people all the time, if my prayers and my faith didn't work, this would be the first place I'd look. This would be the first place I'd look. And I just never will permit anything in my mind thought. I, I refuse to think anything about anyone. I don't care what they do to me or what they say about me. I, I never permit it to affect me. And I just simply won't, won't permit that.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Mountain Moving Faith, Next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message.
1: We invite you to open your Bibles again today to the 11th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. We're teaching on the subject of faith. We read here the 22nd through the 26th verse. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now we're speaking to you this week of the day services. On the seven most important things that you should know about faith. We're down to number four today. And that is this that faith will not work when there's an unforgiveness about you. Do you notice that Jesus said here, and when you stand praying, forgive? You see, he made these marvelous statements that are very thrilling. And amazing and astounding that whosoever shall say and not doubt in his heart but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he saith. And then he declares that, uh, therefore I say unto you what things ever you desire when you pray, believe you'll receive them and ye shall have them. And those are marvelous statements, aren't they? And no one's ever plumbed the depth of those statements yet. But yet at the same time, at the same scene, with the same breath, Jesus said, and when you stand praying for guilt, there's a spirit of unforgiveness about you, or an air of unforgiveness about you, your faith won't work, your prayers won't work. Of all the statements that Jesus made about faith, you can read them in the four Gospels, This is the only hindrance that he ever mentioned. So therefore, this one must be of primary importance, mustn't it? This is the only one that he ever mentioned. I tell people all the time, if my prayers and my faith didn't work, this would be the first place I'd look. This would be the first place I'd look. And I just never will permit anything in my mind at all. I, I refuse to think anything. About anyone, I don't care what they do to me or what they say about me. I I, I never permit it to affect me, and I just simply won't won't permit that. I remember years ago, after that I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now I was Baptist pastor. Actually, I was pastor of a Baptist church, but I was a Baptist boy preacher, and I was pastor of a community church. We made it a community church because. It was, it was a country church. It was the only church in the community, and everybody came. About eighty-five percent of us were Southern Baptist. and about fifteen percent of us here were Methodist, Presbyterian, or something else. But, uh, but uh, we therefore we just made it a community church, and we had uh, some of the finest men in the church Methodist fellows, you know, that was directors or board members as well as uh, as uh, as Baptist. But anyway. The, uh, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and we all went Pentecostal. Praise God, about 93% of the folks followed me in. And then uh, I uh, changed over because you get to talking in tongues way back 1937, you're out. So I, uh, I accepted the pastorate sometime later after pastoring this church about three years, this community church, I accepted the pastorate of a full gospel church, and so I remember that uh, that was a larger church than what I had. And uh, I, I, I remember that uh, a lady of this congregation came to the parsonage one day after I'd been pastor there about three or four months. Said, "Brother Hagen, after we'd talked for a while, you know, my wife and she and I." After a while, she said, I have a question I want to ask you. Well, you know, folks are full of questions. I said, you can ask it. I don't know whether I can answer it or not, but uh, but you can ask the question anyway. And if I can answer it, I will. If I can't, I'll tell you I can't. Well, now, she said, I know you've only been here about three or four months as pastor. But you've been here long enough to find out some things And she said, now, you know, I'm not talking about me now, because I've only been a Christian. I got saved in the revival meeting that you held here about eight or nine months before, you see. And so I'm just a baby Christian. But now my mother and one of her sisters and some of the other family, but primarily her mother and this one sister, had been in this church for 23 years, this full gospel church. Now, she said, you know, since you've been here, you've found this out, that there's not anybody any more faithful Christians than Mama and some of the rest of the family, her family. They never missed a service. She said, now, you see how faithful they are? You've been here these four months. I said, yes. She said, well, they've just been that consistent over a 23-year period. Never miss a service. Always put in their tithe and their support in the church. Never fail to do so. And then her mother was a very spiritual woman. She had various gifts of the Spirit manifestation in her life at times. And I pastored nearly 12 years, and then I've been in the ministry 37 years altogether. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, in many ways I still consider her to be one of the most spiritual persons I ever pastored, and the most, one of the most gifted persons I ever pastored. I believe I saw more manifestation of the Spirit in her life than any other person I've ever met. In, in fact, including about eight out of ten preachers. A very dedicated woman, a very consecrated woman, a very separated woman unto God, you see. Well, I said, all right, I'll buy that. I, I agree with that. Yes, you are, your mother and, and your sister, too, as far as that's concerned, are, are very faithful. and uh, they're, they're, they're the most faithful most faithful people in our church not anybody's any more faithful in every way and uh, not anybody's any any more of a consecrated workers dedicated to the work of god and like i said to her i consider your mother the most spiritual person in this church i'll tell you the truth about it but i said you haven't asked me any question you've told me something and i agree with. You. well wait a minute now i'm through she said now she said you didn't know you don't know my husband's family You see, uh, she said, now you know my husband, of course, but now she said his family was also in this church over this 23-year period. Now recently, uh, before you came here, his mother was elderly, lived her time out, went home to be with Jesus, and some of the rest of the family have, have moved away, so you only know him. However, you have met his brother and some of the other family who came back one time in this four-month period to visit well I just met him in one service so you don't know people just because you met him one time so now you really don't know them now of course she said I think that I got the best one of the family well I said I'll I'll agree with you on that too even though I don't know them. I'm sure you feel that way about it and I, you ought to now she said my husband's family the M family And my family, the H family, you see, in this church over a period of 23 years' time, the H family is the most faithful and dedicated and consecrated and separated. The M family were saved, filled with the Spirit all right, good people. Like she said, they wouldn't tell a lie for anything in the world. They'd let you cut their head off before they would. But said they're just the most unfaithful people you've ever seen in your life. You couldn't depend on them for a thing in the world when it comes to church work. They may not even come. One of them show up for three or four weeks never come to the service. Never put a dime in to support the thing when it did come back. And, and, and about time, you know, you thought, except her husband. Now, he's very faithful about paying his time. But she said, uh, now, uh, you, you just couldn't depend on it. Just about the time, you know, you thought, well, they're going to get in and just really going all out. Well, then they'd get out and wouldn't come for a while. And then about the time, including the older lady, the mother of the family. And that's the reason children are unfaithful very often. It's because parents are unfaithful. And she said, uh, you know, uh, then about the time you thought, well, they're out there. I don't guess they're even coming anymore. Here they come. About the time you thought there was, there wasn't. About the time you thought there wasn't, there was. <laughs> well, I said, you still haven't asked me anything. You told me something. Now I'm getting to my question. Now, she said, over this 23-year period, if anybody in our family ever got healed, I don't know it.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with three CDs from Kenneth E. Hagin entitled Casting Your Cares Upon the Lord. Also from Kenneth Hagin, the three CD series, Keeping Stress From Becoming Distress. And the mini book from Kenneth E. Hagin, How to Turn Your Faith Loose. All this for the special price of $28. That's $19.95 off the retail price. Call toll free.
1: Ladies, we're less than a month away from Kendall the Flame Women's Conference, September the 24th through the 26th. You can go to rainma.org slash KTF and register. We're going to have an awesome, awesome time. Uh, it's our 20th year. It's our 20th conference. I, it's hard to believe uh, that it is. I remember our first conference was after 9-11. Yep. And, you know, this conference is after some things that have been going on here in our United States. But I want to tell you what, we're going to have an awesome, awesome time. So I encourage you to go to raymaorg slash KTF and register.
0: Oh, come on down. Yes. Hey, guys, get your lady here. They will enjoy it and it'll change their lives. That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today we'll continue Kenneth e. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.